You are now tuned into the Antidote Podcast with DJ Graphmatic and Paulie Dance. Subscribe now and please consider leaving us a five-star review. Take the Antidote. Designed it. I got shot and a few niggas got murdered behind it. Hey, yo, like Max, you silent. You just seen niggas dropping. Who ran the yard? Who ran the phone? Who had the biggest locker? Hey, yo. Hey, yo. I miss Saboteur making salat. Been taking three flavors. Shoot the nigga now. We speak later. Shut up the whole store. Cherry 57 in the back, learning lessons. Cracking, drying it, be ready in a second. 40 chains on Halo. I'm a god nigga, fear a god jogger, rocket nigga. I don't even jog. Hanging out the wagon, sunroof. Pick a nigga off. The meal with the chill bezel. All my phones ready, make me feel special. Banana pill AK, I'm looking real extra. With the top keys, I'm on the green Teslas. So Virgil, right brick on my brick. Right brick on my brick. Right brick on my brick. So Virgil, right brick on my brick. Hey yo, a Mary's filled with cash. I'm in the fashion district. Shoot your mama houses full of half a picket. All my niggas dealing, all my niggas killing. The niggas try to test me, now the niggas missing Milk court is still awesome Water whip coke, I still force it Rose out the faucet Tell Virgil right brick on my bread Lil Brody let off his 30, he ain't even flinch Caught the body, dip to the A, nobody seen him since 560 bins and I ain't need the tents My weed is sent, cost more than your mama need for rent That's just for one sip, the drum rip, leave you rinse Hide the body for a week and it's gonna leave a stench Rappers come to my city, they gon' need consent Cause we already know you pussy, nigga, we convinced I told Virgil right brick on my brick The nicest with this shit ain't right this, I just Spit. White bitch on my dick, this ice drip on my fist, no shoe deal, but look at all this Nike shit that I get. Yeah. <laughs> on those Street, this white shit that I pitch. Two in the morning on the corner, night shift with my blick. No soda in this off white shit that I whip. I'm rich, put all this off white shit on my bitch. So if you smoke, we ain't even asking. We just pulling up and somebody gon' see a casket. Hauling Nash and Benny like James Worthy, Kareem and Magic. Every time Griselda dropped, the shit yeah. gon' be a class. I gave cocaine to users and okays to shooters. I'm cocky, finished Versace with the stone face Medusa. Sopranos, Amagianos, we got gold plated Rugas. This pistol, a backflip you and blow your whole frame to Pluto. Got all eyes on us, can we chill? Eating with snakes, probably getting killed. Cause trust me, A family had a Henry Hill. And every man don't got a Benny skill. When you this dope, it take at least 50 mil just to sit me still. Like 10 on my whip. White bitch on my dick, right wish when I whip, that white brick on my brick, runway Margella, that type shit on my bitch, 
Butterflies and spikes, that type shit on my kicks These rappers wanna be trendy, they hoes wanna be friendly But never, she wear forever 21 like it's Fendi I told that bitch it's Javanji, she pronounced it Javanji She wanna fuck me and run through all my accounts till they empty What was she gonna do? I'm still thinking militant Old paraphernalia laying around, I got rid of it I settled all my differences, I really had a chicken with a tree stamp Like I stepped on it with a Timberland, the butcher nigga Yo, what's happening, world? We are back. We told you, told you, motherfuckers, we back, man. Fuck yeah, back around new season, the Antidote Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. There's a war going on for your your mind. You don't even own your thoughts anymore, and we're here to provide the antidote. Yeah, R. Kelly doesn't own his thoughts anymore either. Is <laughs> <laughs> you see his little two girlfriends got into it? Yeah, bro, there was a whole video of them snapping on each other on uh <laughs> it was it like Facebook Live or Instagram live. IG li- they were IG live in a fight. <laughs> like one of them caught a felony charge or something, got a DV. Man. Yeah, on some wild shit, bro. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into that one. That's a good one. <laughs> Real Housewives of R. Kelly County. <laughs> real Housewives of Real Captured Housewives of R. Kelly. Fuck. <laughs> Battling over who's gonna get the least amount of money because he ain't got no fucking money, bro. So I mean. <laughs> but thanks for tuning in. That is DJ Craftmatic. I am Polly Dubs. Yes, sir. And back at it with some more bullshit. So I uh, thought we'd jump right in, talk about some sports. It's been a while since we bullshitted about some sports. Uh big yeah, weekend man. in the NFL. AFC championship game setup, NFC championship game setup. A lot of big, big time performances came through in the divisional round. Uh, I think the biggest performance of the weekend, though, would have to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, yeah, that was man, a crazy game. Yo, that that game was just wild just now. Um, I'm still in shock. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand how Bill O'Brien could choke so badly, but um, uh, yeah, he 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 definitely exceeded my expectations. So it was a, a lot of <laughs> records were broken in this game uh, off the top. There was sure. the first time a team that was down by 20 won by 20 in a playoff game. Right. And um, also most touchdown passes in a quarter was tied for a playoff game by Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Um, most caught touchdowns in a game or in a quarter part of me Travis Kelsey had three touchdowns in the second quarter of this game I mean this game was wild yeah first um, team in NFL history to um come back and score 50 points after being shut out in the first yeah oh and um they broke the record for seven consecutive drives with the touchdown yep and <laughs> and coming back from the from the biggest deficit at halftime in the first quarter, they were down twenty four nothing. Yeah, twenty four nothing. By halftime, they were winning twenty eight twenty four. Yeah, this shit was crazy, man. Once, but but let's rewind, man. Let's talk about it because we haven't had a chance to kind of talk about it. We could even just start from the first, the first, the, the wild card because I mean we got to talk about all the teams that are there and how how we ended up here. Um, so there, as Polly said, there's a lot of crazy games that just yeah, happened. So they but. played Houston. Houston uh, in the wild card round defeated Buffalo on a crazy come from behind game. Like Buffalo was dominating them. That was an overtime game. Yep. Quarters. That game went to overtime. Houston on the back of um, Deshaun Watson 
he basically carried them through that game, through the overtime, had some clutch plays uh, to take the lead late in that game. As he, well played, as he played his fucking ass off. Let's, let's at least say that. He was 20 and 25, 247, um, with one passing touchdown as well as a rushing touchdown. Um, yeah. <laughs> they had to make some magic happen to get to where they were playing this game. Yes. So they, they basically, you know, come back from behind against Buffalo and show up in KC, just ready to torch and yeah. <laughs> go up 24, nothing. They get a special teams touchdown. They catch uh, Kenny stills early deep for a fast touchdown. And uh, really this game, I think kind of tilted over once, Bill O'Brien decided the worst play I've ever seen called. The worst play call stage. ever. I've never – look, I, I've watched a lot of football. I'm sure there's a lot of people that watch a lot of football. This is definitely top three plays of the worst calls I've ever heard, if not number one. This one might take the cake for me, man. Yeah, it's so they're up at this point 24-7. to KC scored a quick touchdown off of a long kick return in early in the second quarter. And – I don't know, man. For some reason, they get it's fourth and seven or fourth and eight or something on their own 30. It was fourth and four. Fourth and fourth four. and four on their own 30. <laughs> on their own mind 30. you, mind you, mind you, he he did not go for it on fourth down when they had them in the red zone. So this is after mm-hmm. this play. They had them in the red zone. Then they decided fourth to take one. the on the fourth and one. They decided to take the field goal because they had to burn a timeout. So instead of coming from that timeout and using that to come up with a good play to actually drive it down and score for for seven, they went and and, and took the three. So mind you, this is on this play. Go ahead, Paulie. Sorry. Yeah, and then uh, they go for a fake punt for some reason. Direct snap, fake punt. Guys stop short of the first down marker. But now all of a sudden, the Chiefs just scored a touchdown, you know, within a minute and a half. Right. You give them the ball back at their own 30. Of course, they score the second touchdown to Travis Kelsey of the quarter just instantly. Right. It was just the, the worst call that you can make at that time like I don't understand the thought process of you're in the lead and they just scored a quick one and instead of making them drive the field because mind you there was only like five minutes at this point left in the game like five or six minutes left in the half and they could have he could have punted the ball and made them drive the length of the field I would have felt me as a coach I would have felt a lot better for them to make them earn it you know what I'm saying? Make them earn that them them points down the line. So they go for this four fourth and four fake punt. Now, mind you, this this too, the dude only had to break one tackle. He might have housed it if he would have broke this tackle. Yeah. Um, but for he sure. still got tackled. It doesn't matter. I feel like you need to protect the space at that time. Like you yeah. need to protect your not only protect your league lead, but let them drive the field. I don't understand why you're going to give it to them at the 30 as point as potent as this offense is, you're going to give them the ball right there at your doorstep. Of course they're going to score literally two plays later. They scored like Mm -hmm. that was the dumbest shit ever. If you're going to make them score, make them score from a long way. Like let Tyree kill beat you for a long one or something. I'm going to make them play the length of the field. Yeah. And for me, there's, there is certain times when you, when you can pull a fake punt and to me, it's, uh, the first one would be like if they kick the fake field goal instead of the field goal on that one. If if it's a fake punt to extend your momentum or to put the dagger in the game, that's fine. Uh, kind of like when Sean Payton has the lead in the Super Bowl and they do the onside kick to start off the second half. 
just to right. keep the momentum going on their side. That's right. fine. But at this point, like when it went up 24, nothing, the crowd was silenced. Yeah. Right? They even, the mascot was chief's mascot was banging his head against the locker. They had, right. the, they were showing that the crowd was video. shook and this is arrowhead at that. Yes. But they get a kick, a quick kick return to about the 20 and then score a quick touchdown. So that's the one thing you got to worry about the chiefs is they can, they can have an 80 yard drive done in three plays and 20 seconds off the clock. No problem. Real talk. Uh, I can't remember which commentator said it the best, but they, uh, I believe it was on CBS. One of the commentators at halftime, he just said, uh, they're, they're like the golden state warriors. Like, when it comes to that same ability, like when Golden State is at its prime for the NBA, that's how they look offensively on the field too. And that's what Kansas City just just looks like. But, oh, oh. <laughs> this is the greatest choke job ever. Like, yes. I mean, they had them, they had them against the ropes, um, but you never can have this team against the ropes. They're capable of, of putting up touchdowns really quickly, you know, on Absolutely. consecutive plays. They've got firepower all the way around. So the Kansas City Chiefs, they punch their ticket to the AFC Championship game. And they're going to be playing against the Tennessee Titans. Surprise, surprise. Um, the team that the, is a true surprise. Let's talk about the Titans here real quick, because in yeah. the past two weeks, they've knocked off the GOAT, Tom Brady, in the wild card round. And then in the divisional round, they cut down the guy who had probably the best season as a quarterback ever in NFL history, who also may have had the best playoff game uh, as a quarterback in NFL history. But we could touch base on that here in just a moment. But uh, Tennessee, man, surprising everybody, riding on the back of Derrick Henry and yeah. Marcus Legit Mariota. <laughs> I mean, or not Marcus Mariota, sorry. He's on the bench watching – Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Ryan fucking Tannehill take his team to the AFC Championship. What a wild Yes. And we never think of this to be a conversation like, oh, we're going to talk about Ryan Tannehill today and the reason why he's in the AFC Championship. Like, I would never. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Ryan Tannehill, he hasn't been really doing shit in the playoffs. No. So let's, let's not give him any credit because. No, he gets no credit. Against I will the Patriots. He, I'll give him credit to here. I'll give him credit to here. He didn't get any turnovers. He doesn't have turnovers. He's not turning over the ball. That's why Mariota's on the bench and he's starting. He's not turning over the ball. So granted, I will though, make that. Are they going to face a tougher defense than they have already beaten? You mean coming up? Yeah, I mean, they just beat the Patriots defense and the Ravens defense. Oh, no, no, they're definitely going to – Kansas City is definitely suspect. Like, I feel like they're super they're super suspect, and um, they're they're playing really well right now, but I, I – They've been playing really that, well all year, though, and nobody's giving them credit because you're thinking of last year's Kansas City defense and not this year's Kansas City I, defense. We, and we were talking about this earlier, Polly. I, I just – for me, when I look at it, I'm sorry. Like, it, to, a lot of the teams they haven't played was not on a, on par – to be like, they're going to put up hella points anyway. Like they're good. And I get that. But like, even for me, the last eight games of the season, they didn't play anybody offensively. The, high, well, so, the best so ranked about, team that they played is 10th. So now they're playing Tennessee, bro. And that's the same boat. Yeah, that's true. That's why this, this bodes very well for them. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that their they defense. Should shut down. They should shut down this past game easy because they've already yeah, they been have no past game. The past Absolutely. Weeks, but can they stop Derrick Henry? That's going to be the thing. Like, it, it's gonna it's gonna definitely take Tennessee having to pass the ball, though, for sure. They're gonna to have to to be able to keep up with this freight train known as Kansas City. 
Um, so yeah, let's talk about King Henry here real quick. Derrick yeah, Henry, the first first player in NFL history, of another also a huge divisional round game, but uh, first player in NFL history to get 180 plus yards in three games in a row, back to back to back. Yeah. Um, 195 against Baltimore, 182 against New England, 211 versus Houston. So, I mean, it, and that's 30-plus carries in each of those games, too. Somehow this dude just gets stronger every week. He He's a workhorse back, and he set he's already set the record for most yards in the playoffs um, by a running back. It was by my guy, who was, uh, who was the number one, my guy, Terrell Davis. Uh, but he's since beat that right. He smashed it. I mean, to, the, the highest number was five fifteen with what Terrell had. He's at five forty eight right now. So, and he still got a and he still got a game to go, um, yeah. which I think is going to be tough. It's really going to be tough for Kansas City to stop him. They're going to try to commit as much as possible, but they're going to commit to the run, and that's going to open them up a little bit. I love I love the road that they went through though. Just like you said, they played some really crazy teams, like really crazy tough teams. It's New England, of course. Um, Mike Vrabel out Belichick to Belichick. Um, <laughs> Harbaugh, Harbaugh. Yeah. And he out Harbaugh, Harbaugh. Like they, they beat the dog shit out of the Ravens last night or hey, the other night. You see that um, quote from, uh, Mike Vrabel? Nah, what do you say? Let me pull this shit up. Cause this shit's fucking hilarious. He was on some podcast during the, right before training camp last year. And I'm pulling it up right now. What this dude said was he would cut his dick off for a Super Bowl. <laughs> so what he do some witchcraft? <laughs> yeah, he he went and found a witch and said he make this happen and I'll give you my penis or what? No, he said uh, <laughs> the guy on the podcast asked him. He said, "Would you cut your dick off for a Super Bowl?" This other cat told me that he would, and Mike Vrabel says, "I've been married for 20, 20 years, so yeah, probably." <laughs> the guy said, "You've got three Super Bowl rings." Vrabel says, "As a player, you guys will be married for twenty years one day. You won't need it." <laughs> and then uh Luan, the podcast guy, is like, if you come home with a bag of ice and Jen is like, Oh honey, what did you do? I cut my dick off, but we're gonna win the Super Bowl, would she be like, eh, or would she be upset? And Vrabel says she'd she'd be like, Do you want me to do it? Do you wanna do it right now? <laughs> Yo. That's hilarious, dog. Oh my god. So of course Mike Vrabel would say some shit like that. It'd be nice to see Mike Vrabel get get a suit into the Super Bowl as a coach. Um and I mean he'd cut his dick off for it. So we'll see, bro. If you, got the, if you got the bag of ice Super Bowl weekend, you know what happened, bro. <laughs> you heard it here first or second. That's so crazy, man. I would never think they would say something like that. That's hilarious. But I mean it honestly I I do give mad props to Mike Rabel though um getting a team like Tennessee into the playoffs first of all they didn't we didn't think that they would even get in there um you know second of all they made a complete adjustment 360 on how they ran the offense halfway through the season right um well not even I don't even know if it was halfway it might have been just uh because what game was that what game did we play Tennessee it might have been week seven I think uh, oh yeah yeah it was like six or seven yeah you're right like like 10 games so yeah but to to make that pivot right there, give it to Tannehill, who's on a one-year deal, and Tannehill's made the most out of the opportunity. Right. Obviously. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't look like he's the number one quarterback in NFL, but uh, he's playing non-turnover ball, so he's not turning over the ball. But since he became a starter, he 
is ranked number one in the NFL in certain categories, and the Titans' offense is ranked number one in the NFL during that time as well. Okay. Well, so, I mean, they, 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 they have been putting up points, and Derrick Henry literally has put this team on his back um, and carried times. him, especially in these last two games because Tannehill threw for only 72 yards, I believe, against uh, the Titans. 72 against um, – Baltimore and 88 against the Patriots. No, However, backwards. We got them backwards. Uh, 88 against the the Ravens and 72 against against New England. Either way, it, that's under 100 yards passing, mm-hmm. and they've still won the game. You can never tell me in any form or fashion that a quarterback has under 100 yards passing and they still win the game. Um, right, let alone against the two best defenses in the league. Back correct, back-to-back. Back to back. Yeah, on there's the no road. way. On the road, back-to-back. Back. Um, honestly, if, if, if it were up to me today, Mike Vrabel is coach of the year just based off of this. Hey, one um, more lion to slay, and that's Kansas City. And Can they do it? They did it during the season, so can they do it? Do you think they have a shot? I think they have a shot. I would say, you know, if the game plays out, Say if you played this game out, exact same game a hundred times, they would probably win like forty percent of them. Right. Uh, I'd give them a forty percent shot of winning straight up. However, Kansas City's a tough environment. Kansas City's got a lot of dudes that you'd have to shut down. Um, right. I think their defense is amazing. I think uh, adding Teron Matthew just really boosted their defense a lot. It did. I, I would say that was a very key pickup, especially from going from Eric Berry, who Eric Berry is a great player, but obviously coming off of. But Teron Matthews out there looking like Eagles Brian Dawkins to me. Like, yeah, he looks better than what he has been. I mean, he looks he looks back to when he first came into the league, like when he first got to Arizona and he was playing there. That's what he looked yeah, like before he got hurt, before he got hurt. Exactly. Um, and I mean, Eric Berry was that guy, too. Until he had cancer. So, I mean, yeah, that definitely derailed his career. And they had the guy, but it, it happens. And, um, yeah, I mean, Teron Matthews definitely made uh, a great adjustment, too. And whoever that Frank Ward Clark guy is. To, Frank Clark. <clears throat> yeah, to, Frank Clark uh, replacing uh, D Ford spot definitely is. is and he started huge. out slow, and then I, I think he. He was hurt. He was hurt. He was actually missed. He missed a uh, lot of the earlier part. Of I know the he had like 10 sacks in the last six games or something like that. Yeah. And and then whoever that corner is, uh, Ward, their corner over oh, yeah. there, he's he's been he's been balling out too. Um, he he made some pretty big plays today, and um, yeah, I mean, again, Kansas City is formidable. As much as I fucking hate them, and I don't care what anybody says, <laughs> I'm gonna hate them until the end of my life. You can I hate them, man. Fan. I mean, but I I can see it. I see I see the potential. I see what they can do. Um, Obviously, their offense is a freight train, and they only need a handful of stops to win games. Like when you have an offense like theirs, you only need a few few stops on your end. Especially when they score seven straight, they scored stra- seven straight drives touchdowns. today. That's crazy touchdowns. Yeah, all t- all touchdowns, and that's so crazy. Like you don't see teams doing that. Like that never happens at all. Not no. even in a regular season game, let alone in the playoffs. You know. And we talked about how great Lamar Jackson has been all year. And um, and doing all that, I mean, still you don't even see those guys doing that. Obviously, they've only put up they put up twelve play and twelve points last night. Um, they did, man. But let's talk about Lamar's numbers because I think they kind of got overshadowed in in the loss. Um, he threw it almost sixty times, though. So 
Yeah, I mean, but he still had 365 yards passing. Yeah, off of almost 60 attempts, though. And he also had 20 rushing attempts, 143 yards rushing. So yeah. you can say, so that's 80 plays right there that he's accounting for himself. He They fell behind quick. He put it on his back. He never gave up. He kept pushing for it. And you can't get 365 yards passing by accident, bro. Like... Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Plus, I'm not discounting him at plus all. Plus, 143 yards r- rushing. I'm honestly not discounting him at all. At all. Um, I'm just he looking at the he, overall. When it came down to it, he just blew it, especially early yeah. on to put them in the deficit. Um, well, and, and it, it, not only that, his receivers though. I won't even blame him 100 percent as much as I hear his receive like saw his receivers drop passes. Right. Like, they dropped a lot of passes. They made they made a lot of big drops where. They needed him to make those catches. And on Mark some Andrews, Mark Andrews had some key drops. Yeah, Mark Andrews. Um, Boy, even hear. though Marquise had some good, uh, good ones. Whoever is he, number eleven, Marquise Brown. Whoever number eleven is for them, uh, he dropped a big one. No, Marquise it was like, Brown's fifteen. Okay, I can't remember. So it's either what Seth, Seth Roberts. Roberts is number. 11. Yeah, that was like Seth, fucking Seth Roberts. That sounds like a, a reason why he dropped it because his name is Seth Roberts. <laughs> um, for real, like Doug, like there's no way you got to. There's no way you drop these passes. Like I don't understand some of these plays. So I don't blame it 100 percent on him at all. Um, but 12 points though, and being one of the most formidable offenses all year to just put up 12 points. This is the worst time that they could have ever had a yeah. digression as a team. Yeah, I mean, Lamar did lose one fumble through two interceptions. Um, I think the fumble was like in the red zone too. So, yeah, that, not I mean, coming it's up with rough. any points. I mean, I, I feel bad for them. Um, just because I did want to see them, I did want to see them get there. I think every, a lot of people wanted to see them get there. Um, yeah, but there's a lot of dudes down the line that really lose a lot of playoff games early in their career and just kind of really need that to feed off of Peyton Manning comes to mind. I think he was like over six in his first six playoff games. Right. Troy Aikman was like over three or something in his first couple playoff games. Yeah. I think, I think he'll come back for sure. I mean, of course they're going to, I think they're going to be good for the, however long they have them, as long as they keep everything intact and, um, they keep doing the same things. I think teams will adjust, of course, next year. They're going to, but there's, you can't really adjust for an athlete. Um, Are you going to trade for Odell Beckham? Ooh, that'd be nasty. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if the Browns would do interdivisionally. Though. Yeah. Just because that's still, they, they got to, they got to play them twice a year already as it is. That would be rough. There should be some kind of receiver out there that's going to be available. That Oh yeah, for sure. For he, he needs, he definitely needs another weapon. You can't expect, and we were talking about that too uh, over the weekend was, um, you know, even before the game, I said, I, I don't know that a Seth Roberts and a, I can't even remember who the other guy Willie was. Sneed. Willie Sneed can beat any of the, you know, the, the, besides Logan Ryan, um, the top three, I don't think that their receivers are better than the Titans corners. And it pretty much played out that way yesterday, <laughs> even though he still threw for 300 yards. I mean, it's not like those guys didn't eventually get off. I know, uh, Marquise Brown had a huge game. He, he's went for like 140. Yeah. Yep. Seven um, catches 140 or 126, 126. Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's, that, that's pretty, pretty damn good. And I mean, everybody else, you know, Willie Sneed has six catches for 56 yards. Um, Hurst, which is the what he's the tight end. Is he the backup tight end? Yeah, uh, and they do a lot of 53 two yards. Tight end. They do a lot of two tight end, three running back 
right uh, formations where there's not even any receivers out. Well, and here's the big thing that I see that they did is they keyed in on Andrews though. He had four catches for 39 yards. So they really focused on making sure that he wasn't going to beat them. And then uh, you you can let Marquise Brown do whatever he had as many yards as they did, but he only had 12 points. There was only 12 points put on the board. So um, yeah, I mean, it it is what it is, but uh, Tennessee, I think we, we need to give them a lot more credit than what they show just for the fact of, they've had to go on the road and beat two tough ass teams. I think they're going to give Kansas city fits a little bit, but I think it's going to be very similar to what we saw this week. They might come out hard and fast and they might actually score really quick, but you can't keep Kansas city down for sure. I mean, they're, yeah, man. And I know you hate um, Kansas city. Cause obviously I do ghost fan, but however, I'm a realism. I'm realistic too. However, let's, let's say <laughs> I do want to say that, I think Andy Reid deserves a ring. I would love nothing more than to see Andy Reid win a ring. I think he's been a great coach in the league for 21 seasons. I think he's changed the league. I think nobody has ever done more with mid teams than Andy Reid. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. those teams that he led to the NFC championship and the Eagles, no other coach would ever make the playoffs with those fucking teams, bro. Like you had Brian Dawkins, uh, a couple other good defenders there. and like Donovan McNabb and they did have Donovan McNabb. They, they did have Callister, where you're yeah. fucking top well, offensive Well, T.O. too, even with a broke leg, he was still better than like 90% the, of the league. That was the one year T.O. was there where they made the Super Bowl that year. Right. Um, and then T.O. didn't even really play the playoffs that, that whole playoff run either. So he's had a couple of good pieces here and there. I think like Donovan McNabb was trash. He was know. all right. I mean, he was better. He was a lot better than a lot of guys at that time, though. He wasn't as good as Alex Smith was with Andy Reid later on. Uh, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I the, the 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 numbers don't add up for that to be comparable, at least from my standpoint. Because yeah, he's been there. He's done some things, but he's also had better teams. Like Alex Smith has definitely had better defensive teams. Um. I don't know. Best weapon, best weapon Donovan McNabb had though was was damn To. But for a year, bro, it. he only had him for a year. They made right, and he made straight, it all those times though, so we can't give him discount NFC either. He was athletic. You remember he he was like a guy who was who could get on the ground and who can make plays with his legs as well. He was like that guy, you know. So yeah. we can't just say that he was trash. I think he was definitely. I think he was definitely a top ten quarterback at the time. The whole league was pretty garbage at that time, and he was. Bro, but this is the no. You're talking Ben Roethlisberger's in the league already. Philip Rivers is in the league already. Tom Brady's in the league. Drew Brees is in the nah, league. Nah, they weren't. When did the same no, era, bro? No, because when did when did they go to the playoffs? When did the Eagles take take <laughs> them to the Super Bowl? I mean, this was like, I think this was like the from like 2005 to 2011 or something like that. Donovan McNabb no, retired. He was gone already. Donovan McNabb was drafted in 99. I can't see when he retired. He retired in 2009. He made it to five NFC championships, 01, 02, 03, 04, and 08. That's pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> that's a pretty damn good. Yeah. You got to give, you got to give Andy Reid credit during that. I mean, again, too, the NFC though was, was pretty weak during that time. Um, but I do understand a, a Ben Roethlisberger who was in the AFC at the time, but he didn't get in until 2003. Um, so he didn't really impact a lot of that career. Um, he didn't, you know, they did play those guys and they ended up winning and stuff like that. But 
Um, Aaron yeah, Rodgers look, was in the league. Brett Favre was in the league. Like, right. And but usually Brett Favre is who usually beat them. Like, <laughs> that's usually who beat them. Like down the stretch when they would get to the NFC champ. That's a lot of NFC championships. I didn't realize they made that many. They made five NFC championships, bro, and then the just the one Super Bowl. I mean, that's pretty damn good to always get to the NFC championship. That's what I'm though. saying. He had Brian Dawkins back then. Like, right. The defense was stout, bro. Yeah, they did. They had some hitters. They were, they used to be really good during that time. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to give him his credit. I, I, I always talk shit, and this is just to my friends. Like, and I could be on my Facebook talking shit. I, I know how good they are. I'm going to hate them always. Yeah. But I know how, like, legit, I, as a sports person, you have to know how good they are. I mean, you're watching them on TV. They put up a 50 burger today. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, after being down getting shut out 24-0 by the end of the first quarter, and you're telling me you still put up 51 points, that's fucking scared. Like, I know how good they are, for sure. And I think everybody knows that. And Andy Reid ranks sixth in NFL head coaching wins, including postseason at 220, which is the most of any NFL head coach without a championship. Yeah, he was like, he's like 139 and like 80-something for for wins and then yeah you had playoffs to that well, okay. he's, yeah 10 and 9 he's got 207 in the regular season 60, 207 okay 62% winning percentage 207 and 128 that's pretty damn good man i mean he he's a good coach um he does always find a way to lose in the big game though let's not be for real uh or let's be for real for once with I, everybody out there i just think this is the best chance he's got and oh absolutely he has no belichick to worry about the, the yeah. person that's been knocking him out most of the time, in the, especially in the last three years, yep. uh, he, ha- he doesn't have to worry about him. But I will say Mike Rabel is just like Belichick. <laughs> Man, but he took Belichick to overtime last year. He did. <clears throat> but three years ago, they also, uh, Tennessee knocked them out of the playoffs. So I know there is some redemption there for Patrick Mahomes because that's who they got knocked out to. Marcus Mariota beat them. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Kansas City is a seven-point favorite. Who you got winning it, man? I mean, Kansas City is going to win. I'm hoping to see a lot of pushback from Tennessee. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 52. it's going to be Kansas City, bro. I think, 52 I think they over under. <laughs> is it 52? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Over. I'm, I'm going to say you think it's over. You think it's going to be over? Kansas City could put up 52 if if they win. I think they're a better defense than Houston. I don't think they put up 52, but <laughs> I, I think they that they will put up at least 30. I don't I don't still see them stopping any, any yeah. even as good as Tennessee's defense is. I don't think they won't put up 30. Well, I'm um, saying if Tennessee wins, Tennessee needs to put up 30. Correct. So Absolutely. That's going to drive it to. over 52. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. So no, I could see that. That's true. So it'll drive it over 52. It could be 29, 26 or something, but, or they could just score 50 and make them score three. <laughs> It'd be like 50 to three or something. Yeah. Um, but is there, Derek Henry does have a good shot to really run through them. Um, they're still kind of a suspect defense. Um, yeah, I think the big problem is the way that Tennessee has been beating Baltimore and beat uh, the Patriots is they really ran the clock down on those teams. Right. And with KC, you can't really run the clock down on them because if you, if they have three minutes, that's three drives and three touchdowns. They can get really fast. If, if everything's dialed in, which it seems like usually when they need to dial it in, they do. 
Well, that's just with the, like a help of a turnover. That was just like we saw today. They did score three touchdowns in like three minutes and 44 seconds, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Something crazy like that. Um, but one was off of a big turnover, off of a, punt, or a kick return, kickoff uh, return, and the ball came right out. Like that thing popped right out. And they got it right there on the 10. So, I mean, when you get stuff like that to happen, then, yeah, they can score quick. The difference is, is again, I think Tennessee's defense is a lot better. Um, they do play very forcible ball. They have good linebackers. They have great corners. They're going to give, they're going to give different looks. And I think Vrabel is more than prepared for that though, because again, he's played, he's played, you know, new England, who's based kind of like on the same offense in a sense where the tight end has a huge play. Like we saw Travis Kelsey again, going ham. I think they're a different team. If you take Travis Kelsey at the game, Tyreek Hill was not necessary today. Um, if you look at the overall offense and all their points, Travis Kelsey scored three touchdowns. The backup tight end scored a touchdown. And Damian Williams scored three touchdowns. So the running back, the tight end, and the tight ends, that's it. The running back and the tight ends were the only ones to score. If you take out the tight end, then they, that means that they got to be beat. And they can. Let's not let's – not, act like that's not a, a big thing and they didn't have a lot of drops today damn those other dudes uh hardman and, and robinson boy were they dropping the rock today um but if it, to me it's it's different and all the losses that we saw this year uh, for kansas city they took out kelsey like kelsey wasn't the factor so if you do that i think that's the, the blueprint to beating them travis kelsey is the x factor if you can take him out of the game i think you have a legit legitimate shot but I think if you take out Travis Kelsey, then that opens up the possibility for more um, opportunities for Tyreek Hill, as well as Sammy Watkins, who really hasn't ever done anything. But it seems like games where they game plan for him, he gets four touchdowns. Happens once a year. Happened week one this year. It did. None shit. Well, but, that's what I was saying is that they do have the weapons to do that. But. I'm saying you, they have the best chance. They do have the Damian best chance. Williams, I think, has six touchdowns in his last two playoff games. Yeah, for sure. I know he got three today. That's for yep. sure. He had two rushing touchdowns and a catching touchdown. Um, so he he's definitely got it, I think. But, uh, again, if you kind of take out – if you take out Kelsey, their corners are good enough to put a, put a hurting on Tyreek Hill and those guys. They did it today. They put that lick on him. And he didn't play good after that. Like, he was pretty much non-existent after he took that lick um, in the first half. Uh, I think Tennessee plays that kind of ball. So, it's going to be interesting. I want to see it. I really want to see it because we said that, too. We didn't think that Tennessee was going to be able to stop the offense of Baltimore, who is just as good as KC pretty much all year. A little bit behind um, as far as how quick and how, how just decisive they can make a score. But pretty pretty much on par with that and they put them to 12 points so I think it's going to be interesting that to me that's going to be the game of of the year to watch honestly because this can make it up but outside of the Super Bowl I mean if Kansas City makes it to the Super Bowl we're going to see something great but um it's very interesting it's very interesting to see um let's let's flip over to the NFC though yeah and let's start Um, with the the first game of the divisional weekend was the San Francisco 49ers just wiping the floor with the Minnesota Vikings yeah, completely dominated them. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, number one seed in the NFC, uh, 
great, powerful defense, great mastermind coach, Kyle Shanahan. And they've just been kind of dominating the entire season, at least the the NFC. Pretty much. And we didn't, honestly, I didn't see the Vikings making it that far. I was so shocked yeah. to see the Saints lose that game. I think the Saints got robbed again. Um, <laughs> yeah, but either way, like they put themselves in a position to lose. Right. The game it was well. still their fault. Absolutely. Um, I think they could have won that game easily and they shot themselves in the foot. Um, I think that's their fault uh, for sure. But I did not expect to see them after an overtime thriller with the Saints. They end up making it. Um, and then they got the ass beat <laughs> pretty bad. Um, and then on the other side of that, too, we have the Seahawks playing the Eagles in the, in the first round, the wild card round. Um, yep. We knew the Eagles wasn't on par. Um, just too many just, injuries, man. And too many injuries. Um, if it was either them or Dallas, though, they would have lost. But Clowney um, took out uh, Wentz on a dirty hit early on Yep, in the game, like talking the yep. first drive. Yep. And that ended the playoff hopes yeah. and aspirations for Philly. Um, we saw that kind of coming. I think if it was either Dallas or them, they would have lost. But um, fast forward until tonight. So they come back next week and they had to play um, Green Bay, who was at home in Green Bay. And I know Polly hates Green Bay so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck the Packers. <laughs> fuck Aaron he, he hates them just like I, I hate Casey. So um, I know it's, it's I hate watching Casey win. And I know you hate watching the Packers win. But Packers win pretty decisively. It was a closer game at the end. But, I mean, it was pretty decisive. I mean, they, they pretty much yeah. ran them the whole game. Um, I don't know. The NFC has been kind of trash to me all year. As yeah, a conference compared to what's been going on in the AFC, uh, right? With high-powered offenses, high-powered defenses. I, right. I don't want to sell San Francisco short because um, their defense has been amazing all year. They've been a top three defense all season long. Um, Nick Bosa, just a beast. Definitely the DP uh, OI for the year, rookie of the year. Oh right. yeah, yeah. Do you think he's going to be defensive player of the year for the No, league? no, no. He definitely, definitely rookie defensive player of the year. Sorry. Okay. Um, I don't even know who I would put as defensive player of the year. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one for defensive player of the year. We could probably do a awards prediction here next week, right before the awards show and name the antidote NFL season awards. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'd probably say DPOI is close between Tredavious white and uh, Stefan Gilmore. Probably yeah. those two might take it. Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett, he might be in the running too. We could we could get look more into that next year, but I think it's it's undisputable that Nick Bosa was the defensive rookie of the year for sure in the NFL. Just totally a ball hawk. I think he's better than his brother. I think so too. Um, I remember we we talked about that years ago, um, mm-hmm. saying that little brother was better than big brother, and big brother's really good too. So <laughs> it's kind of hard to say, but damn it, defensively those guys, yeah, those guys are but, next. But the Forty Niners defense um, <clears throat> just been shutting everybody down, except when they played against the big teams. They they did beat the Saints though. I think that was a pretty good win for them, and yeah. They're going to be really tough competition uh, for Aaron Rodgers, but you're talking Aaron Rodgers in the Bay Area he, by the team that shafted him. Right. He's from there. In the draft. <laughs> He's a California kid. He played at Cal. <laughs> played at Cal. a 49ers fan. Yep. And the 49ers had the first pick in the draft, and it came down to Alex Smith or Aaron Rodgers, and the 49ers were debating on it till the last second. I think they flipped the coin and – Tails failed for them, buddies. They took Alex Smith. Aaron Rodgers ends up in Green Bay in uh, 
kind of gets to learn from Brett Favre, but not really because Brett Favre's a douchebag and didn't really want to deal with him. But Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is also a douchebag. So right. I can understand why Brett Favre didn't want to fuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fuck, man. I just remember the NBA playoffs when fucking I was watching the Milwaukee Bucks game and Aaron Rodgers was sitting courtside with his girlfriend, Danica Patrick. And like Aaron Rodgers is like checking out Giannis's legs or something like that. Like he ain't even paying attention and Danica orders a beer and the dude that's sitting behind Danica, like pays for the beer and buys her the drink while this fool is like breathing through his mouth, dude. Looking at somebody else. (laughs) He's fucking sitting there breathing through his mouth, checking out some dude and like, didn't even see this guy buying his girl a beer, which <laughs> Danica Patrick got more money than the dude that bought her that beer anyway. It was oh, fucking, of course. Some fucked up shit, man. I don't, I don't even want to know what's going on. Man. Y'all hear how bad he hates him because I couldn't remember any kind of story like that for Patrick Mahomes, but I know he's got some suspect ass stories too. I just don't know. Nah, yo, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, he's a good Christian boy, bro. Oh, I know. Married a girl named Sally or something. I, don't, I know that. Did he? He, I know he's married and I know he's married to a white girl, but I don't know her name. I was hey. just talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, back to the NFC, Aaron Rodgers comes back home to the Bay in San Francisco. Big storyline. Yeah. For all the marbles. And it's going to be an interesting game, man. I mean, uh, both really high pressure attacking defenses just kind of, I guess, goes down to whose offensive line holds up, right? Right. Who's offensively better? Um, <laughs> uh, they got a tough match to me. Aaron Rodgers is just kind of the the X factor, man. I mean, he's still Aaron Rodgers. He's got still playoff one of the experience. Has playoff uh, experience. Uh, Super Bowl experience. He won one. He lost one. He's tough. He's he's a fighter. Um, the dude makes magic happen all the time. Um, yeah. Despite it, dep- like it really just depends. Coaching man. Yeah. I mean, he's had Mike McCarthy all those years. And just as I was telling my boy, my other friends, you know, I said, uh, I don't care what you say. Mike McCarthy wasted a lot of his, his time. He might've got a ring, but look, look, look how this first year guy is already there. Like they're at the NFC championship his first year. Um, so the other difference I think in this game too, is San Francisco really loves to run the ball. Um, yeah. One of the most run heavy teams in the league. And Green Bay really shut down the running game. I, even though I guess the Seahawks don't really have a running game. They Russell don't. Wilson right got 64 yards rushing. But after that, Marshawn Lynch had two touchdowns, but he only had 26 yards. Travis uh, Homer Simpson got 13 yards <laughs> rushing. So they really shut those dudes down pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no, they, they'll definitely do the same. And I think they did that too. Um, they, they've been pretty much closing out at the end of the year and they, and they have their own running attack too, though. Um, yeah, Aaron so Jones we'll, is nasty. Aaron Jones sure. was, uh, he led the NFL in touchdowns this year. Yeah. But like uh, almost damn near 20 of them. Yeah. He had 20 and he is a uh, one touchdown away from being, being having the most touchdowns by a Packer in a regular season plus playoffs. Damn. After Amon Green's record. Amon Green. Yeah. I mean that dude's been that dude's been killing it. Um, I mean, he didn't he do much today though. Touchdowns. They really they've been splitting the ball with him and Williams a lot. But Jamal Williams, they're yep. kind of pass heavy. Uh, he did have 14 yards for 62 or 14 carries for 62 yards and two touchdowns. Did Aaron still Jones. a decent game? 
<laughs> That's still a decent game. Um, yeah. And, you know, San Francisco did play the Packers earlier this year, and it was 37-8 to eight San Francisco. <clears throat> yeah, they whooped them pretty bad. Um, I feel like they're a different team now, though. Um, I definitely do feel like they've, they've definitely grown. Um, I don't know. And honestly, the Vikings actually made San Francisco look pretty bad early on. It's not, it's not like they played that great. Um, they so the just didn't capitalize. Diggs and then right. Shanahan benched that corner for the rest of the game. Yep. So he did make the move there after that. They kind of did stop the passing game. Um, it's just Dalvin Cook could never really get it going, and they didn't really have a passing attack. I mean, when Diggs only gets one target in the whole game, that's a problem. Right. And it was basically a shell of their own. And this is the, what doesn't help them is it's basically a shell of their own offense in Minnesota. So it was like watching the same team. <laughs> that Kyle except, Shanahan, for, except for Kyle Shanahan runs it 10 times better. Well, Kyle Shanahan came up under Kubiak. Um, you know, his first NFL coaching experience was with the Texans when Kubiak was the head coach there. Right. And so he already knew Kubiak's play calling. Like, yeah, absolutely. He already knew what the play. Well, and he knew be. it because his dad taught Kubiak. Like, so yeah, he, he's been around that offense his whole entire life. And so if you're going to run that same offense, you better run it better than basically the family tree of who created this yeah. zone. Well, you can also, offense. you can also say that Kubiak created it for his dad. Cause it's a completely different system than Shanahan ran as an offensive coordinator when he was the OC of the 49ers. Yeah. I mean, it was different for that time. It was a variation of the West Coast offense. It was more run right. heavy instead yeah. of play action based. Well, ours, ours, yeah. Like, so I think of the Broncos with with Mike Shanahan. Um, we were very run heavy, of course. Um, I mean, of course, you look at Terrell Davis and everybody that, that we offense. had after that. Um, but we did do a lot of bootleg and play action. That was that was key because that was John Elway's thing. He could do that. Um, you got to have the quarterback to do it. Kirk Cousins can kind of do that, but not really. Um, not Kubiak as effectively washed bro Kubiak ain't written no news yeah he just in 20 they, years bro right they just haven't changed anything they haven't upped it they haven't tried to be better um except for Shanahan does and he takes that the Kyle Shanahan takes that and runs with it so that's why you see what they what you see now um yeah I mean it's gonna be interesting just to watch it because I feel like again that Green Bay is now a different team it's not the same team that they got drubbed early on in the season um, they went through some battles. They they kind of fixed their defense a little bit. Um, the, I think things has changed a little bit. So it's going to be interesting to watch that battle. I don't think it's going to be a drubbing this time. Um, but do they have somebody else on Green Bay side who can possibly step up? Like yeah, you're going to need Adams. like who's going to shut down Devontae Adams? He's good, but they got a lot more corners. Like you can double team him all day. Who else is going to stand up? Like is Jimmy Graham going to be the guy? Is it going to be Lazard? Um, you know, Geronimo Allison. Allison. Yeah. Is, who is it going to be? It, that's, that's the problem. Like, I feel like their depth and they got, San Francisco got Quan Alexander back. He didn't even play this last game. Hardly. They activated him. He'll get a week of practice now and he'll be back to making tackles. Like I feel like their team defensively has more weapons than what green Bay has. So somebody has to step up. Like they're going to have to actually play big because they're going to definitely key on Aaron Jones. Um, we know that's going to happen, but we've seen Dal Dalvin Cook has been one of the best running backs all year too, and they shut him down like he had no room to yeah, breathe but the, at all. But the Vikings don't have a weapon like Devontae Adams to keep 
keep them more honest. I mean, the 49ers could put eight in the box all game long against the Vikings, which they did and shut them down with that. Can't necessarily do that against Aaron Rodgers. They did it earlier this year, though. That's the thing. They don't have to really change anything. It's still the same team. Um, when they only scored eight points on them <laughs> all earlier in the year, they're I mean, not that's going to keep them to eight this time. No, they're not. They're not. And, I, and that's what I'm saying. They're a different team, but somebody still has to step up, though. Somebody still has to step up and be able to do more than think, just Devontae Adams. I think they need to give Aaron Jones some more screen passes. I do too. That's what I was going to say. Or Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams has been very successful mm-hmm. when you the get him the ball game. in open space. Yeah. You get him the ball in open space. He's actually been really successful. He could be the key to the game. And that's what I mean. Somebody else has to step up though. That's another name outside of Aaron Jones and Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers himself. Like I know Aaron Rodgers is going to pick up first downs with his legs. He's going to do what he does, but somebody else is going to have to make big plays. So who you, who you like in the game? The 49ers? I still see the 49ers, the man. I feel like the, it's a steamroll. 49ers, seven point favorite. Favorites, 45 over under. I'll bet the over on that. I'll bet the over on that too, but I would see it as a like 30 to 17 game, something like that. So you're saying that the Super Bowl is going to be a State Farm commercial? <laughs> yeah. No, you said the 49ers. <laughs> yeah, I said the 49ers, but that's hilarious. Jimmy Garoppolo. I didn't even think about that. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely discount, double check, and then fucking you knew Agent Mahomes. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty much from from this point on, uh, it's pretty much Casey and in San Francisco's to lose to get to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know these teams, but these teams that are playing are pretty formidable. I think they can cause an upset. I think Tennessee is less of a chance to make an upset. Um, Cause yeah. I just think Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is the separation. Like he, he's the difference maker all day. I think he can experience. will that team. Yeah. He's got the experience. He's got, I think he can will that team to a win over a team like San Francisco. Yeah. And, um, and green Bay's defense has been, I'd, I'd say above average uh, at times they've looked really good at times. They've been kind of susceptible, but that's because they're very aggressive and they're willing to take chances on defense. Um, right. And sometimes that works against them. But yeah. so, you know, when you have a team that's aggressive like that, they always have a great shot of, you know, cause it'll only take one play to really turn the game. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So they'll be coming after Garoppolo this game. I'd uh, probably expect more blitzes to be coming than Jimmy's probably seen all year. Try to put the pressure on him and make him beat him. Right. Cause I think they're, they'll work on shutting down the running game. Um, but I do pick, I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to win this one as well. And it'll be a San Francisco and KC Super Bowl. And if, if that's the case, we'll, you know, we'll have our little Super Bowl preview up before the Super Bowl. So I'll be seeing that after these games are sorted, but I think looks like we're on the same page there. Uh, just beware if the Diz has anything to do with it. <laughs> it might be the State Farm Super Bowl. <laughs> it definitely could. <laughs> Doug, they had today after the Packers game, the Packers uh, Seahawks game, they had the State Farm post game show, bro. And you had both the State Farm QBs win today. I was like, man, if I would have known that that shit was the State Farm post game show, I definitely would have bet the bank on the Packers and the fucking Chiefs in a parlay. Right. For sure. 
<laughs> that rigged much. Um, Dude, if the Super Bowl like has this the State Farm pregame show, bro, you already know what the yeah what the deal is, rigged bro. much. <laughs> we we aren't saying that it's rigged, but we're saying it's rigged. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Hey, if it's rigged, I really hope that it comes down to Ryan Tannehill winning a Super Bowl in Miami. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm saying like okay. I, I'd rather see Tennessee win this. Like if I had a team I could pick to win this, I'd rather definitely see Tennessee win this. Just because hey. Derrick Henry <sighs> has carried a lot, bro. He can carry Craftmatic on the bandwagon too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my team didn't lose to them this year, so I'd be okay with that. Because <laughs> KC sure lost to them earlier in the season, and they lost to them three years ago in the playoffs. So can they get the trifecta? I don't know. So hit us up, hit us up. Let us know which of these shitty ass teams is going to make the Super Bowl. <laughs> Who were you guys going for? Uh, yeah. yeah, that'll be, that'll, that'll be good. Go on Twitter. Um, hit me up. I'm DJ underscore craftmatic. That's at Paul antidote poly antidote poly. Yep. So go check him out. Go to take the antidote.com. Shoot us a message on there. You can also go to our Instagram at take the antidote. Yeah. That's how we do shit. Fuck yeah. Hit us up. Let us know why we're wrong. Who you think is going to win in the Super Bowl. And yeah, if you like this, if you like this episode, definitely like, share, subscribe. Um, this will be up on YouTube as well. So do all of that, man. Um, yeah. Tell your friends to tell a friend to tell a friend. Hello, this is operator 90209F.
Please subscribe. Please leave us a 5-star review. Take the antidote.com.